Hey guys, it's Tim and this is Brustling Unlimited as it's Friday and tonight was Friday Night Smackdown. Now as far as tonight's Friday Night Smackdown does go, I'm kind of iffy on this show. Now I wouldn't say it was a super good show, I wouldn't say it was a crappy, horrible show or anything, but I thought it was an alright show. And just all right at best. I didn't think it was a great show. I didn't think it was, you know, crappy or whatnot. But, yeah. It was there. And we got some stuff of note. But, all I'm going to say, and maybe this is the reason the show kind of felt meh. A lot of stuff got changed. Like, a lot of stuff got changed on this show. Like, um... I to Bailey and the match with the, you know, the Bailey, uh, Shotzi match. We were supposed to get a triple threat with Santos, Butch and, um, LA Knight. And it ended up being LA Knight versus Rey Mysterio. Like this morning or not this morning, but about noon Pacific, WWE had five things, five listed on their website. They had, and now I'm going to, Oh, no, no, no. I can tell you exactly what those five things are because I wrote them down. They had listed on their website. I'm going to pull this up. Give me one second. Um, it says, the Bloodline Civil War, Civil War story begins. We had the women's tag title unification match, which we got. Bailey versus Shotzi with Bailey's title uh, shot on the line. Cameron Grimes versus Baron Corbin, and then the triple threat with um, Santos, Knight, and Butch. And so much got changed where by the time SmackDown was going on the air, all the website said was, Usos are on the show, Rey Mysterio versus LA Knight. Everything else, gone, missing, scrapped. So I don't know really what happened, but maybe that's why the show didn't feel so great, and it was just uh, their show. Because so much got changed, and I saw that Fightful reported something on this. So let's go to their Patreon and read exactly what they wrote. Because I haven't written this at all, or wrote, wrote, read this at all. So Fightful writes, SmackDown is not excluded for heavy changes. Most of WWE SmackDown script was changed ahead of the Friday show on June 23rd. One talent even asked, quote, did SmackDown get vinced? Many of the matches that had been promoted ahead of Smack this episode of SmackDown were adjusted and cut. And there were significant changes to the version of the show that existed Friday morning. We can't confirm Worked Wrestling's recent tweet, stating that several talent were frustrated by all the changes. This was the case for the start of uh, for the start of Raw the prior Monday as well. The originally planned LA Knight Triple Threat match was changed to a singles match, and a previously unplanned Charlotte Flair match was added to the card which we eventually learned was Charlotte and um, Lacey Evans. Also, Bailey vs. Shotzi was scrapped after Bailey was in town and did local media for the show. We'll post more about the changes when we learn them. So they haven't posted an update on this at all, but that's what Fifel's reporting. A bunch of changes were made. Don't know why the changes were made. Things were added. Things were taken away. So, yeah. I just like the line where it's, did SmackDown get vinced? You know, Vince likes to remotely change things. And if this was a Vince call, this may be one of the most wide, widely done changes, I guess you could say, that Vince has done in a while. 
Probably since that, like, a Raw after Mania. So, we'll see what comes of it. I'm, again, not saying it was a horrible show. Can't call it great, though. So, yeah. With that, guys, I want to say thank you if you're joining me here live. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, well, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling, excuse me, Unlimited. I mean, give me that tier one subscription, just like Esports Gaming Rules 316 did today at 14 months. They stated, Hope Osprey beats Omega at AEW Cross and JPW 2023, and he shows up at Money in the Bank 2020. Okay. Okay. What are we doing here, Esports Gaming? What are we doing here, esports gaming? I I don't even know if I can read the rest of this because it's just so what? Huh? Hope Omega shows up at Money in the Bank. You ever heard of a contract, bud? Like, hopefully this doesn't come off rude, but hey, he's under contract till early 2024. Can't go to WWE. I mean, unless Tony Khan agrees to it, and we all know that ain't fucking happening. Also, uh, Jordan, Blue Prime. That Blue Raspberry Prime. My roommate had a bunch in the fridge. was like, hey, you want one? Grab one. I was like, okay, thank you. But, yeah, no. Omega ain't showing up no money in the bank. Thank you for the subscription, though. Really do appreciate that and all the support. But... I also want to say, you can support us over on YouTube by becoming a channel member. Hit that join button down below to do so. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or... Nope, not Rumbleverse. It's still a habit for some reason. Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys, use this code right here, PWUnlimited, at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Right now, there are two free games up on the Epic Game Store. Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms and The Hunter Call of the Wild. I haven't played Idol Champions, but I have played The Hunter, and it's fun. If you like hunting games, it's fun. So go claim those free games, and when you do, put in the code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D at checkout, and you, again, will be supporting us at no extra cost with all of your Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases, whether that's on your PlayStation, your Xbox, your Nintendo Switch, your mobile device, because you can play Fortnite on your mobile device, or your PC. Excuse me. But with all of that, SmackDown kicked off with... The Usos, because uh, we the ones. The Usos came out, opened up the show. Oh, uh, my notes are all backwards. Here we go. Usos came out, made their entrance with mics in hand. The crowd chanted their names, and they soaked it all in before they started to talk. Jay started to say, the bloodline, dot, dot, dot. 
But Jimmy stopped him, and Jay corrected himself, saying, The Usos are in your city. Jimmy asked Jay how he was feeling, and the crowd chanted, Usie! I loved it. I thought it was great. Like, Usie, Usie, Usie. Jay noted, They're about to fight their own family, and it's not supposed to be like that. Jay started to ramble a bit, and Jimmy stopped him again. And he said that he thinks Jay made the, quote, absolute Perfect choice last week. Jay said they still love Roman. And the crowd booed. Jay spoke to Roman right into the camera and said that he would have done anything Roman had told him to do. Jay said where Roman messed up, though, was when he disrespected both Jay and Jimmy. Jimmy said respect is huge. And they were in the most dominant faction in WWE. But once Roman stopped showing the Usos respect, the Usos left him on that aisle of re- aisle of relevance ir- on the aisle of irrelevancy all on his own not quite all on his own though bud jay said that they could forgive roman but they can't forgive those outside the circle jimmy talked about how he and jay were built on respect jay said things are going to be a civil war at money in the bank jay said everyone is looking at the best tag team in the world and Jay said, Money in the Bank, it's a tag team match, Roman. It's a tag team match, Solo. You ain't going out there and doing your own thing. It's a tag team match. And we're the best tag team in the world. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. And some people may not agree with me. Some may say the Young Bucks. Some may say another team. I don't know. But I think the Usos, best team of 2023 thus far. From all standpoints. From character. From Promo skills from in-ring work. Best tag team of the year thus far. I know people are going to be like, hey, FTR. Oh, the Young Bucks. Mm. I Even some might say Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Some may say Street Profits, even though they ain't done dick haul all year. But I'm going to say right now, in my opinion, if we were doing, you know, if, say next month we do, you know, halfway through the year awards or, or who we think is the best so far and could make it to best at the end of the year, which I'm not going to do for a podcast. <laughs> um, I'd say the Usos, tag team of the year right now. Uh, Jay said at Money in the Bank, it's locked down. And then Jimmy and Jay said they're going to welcome Solo and Roman to the Uso penitentiary. And they ended up ended the segment there. So yeah. Great opening segment with Jimmy and Jay. I thought it was great. I thought they were great as always. And they just keep getting better. Like, how are the Usos evolving and continuing to get better? Like, they've been here since how long? When did the Usos start? I'm not talking about FCW, but main roster. Uh, The Usos. Like, when did they come to? I want to say it was 2013, but I could be wrong with that. Made their main roster. Holy crap. Yep, it's way farther back than that. 2010. On May 24th, 2010, on an episode of Monday Night Raw, The Usos. Which, at one point, it was Jules and Jimmy Uso, now known as Jay Uso, and Tamina made their debut as heels, attacking the then undisputed tag team champions, the Hart Dynasty, Tyson Kidd, and David, uh, David Hart Smith with Natalia. So yeah, Uso been around for 13 goddamn years, and they're still getting better. Better. That's called consummate professionals. Never settling, thinking, oh, yeah, I'm the best, and just plateauing. No, 
Usos continue to grow. Usos continue to get better. Uh, esports gaming. Either way, Osprey's not confronting. I okay. Esports gaming said I read his question wrong. Osprey ain't confronting Seth Rollins either. You ever heard of a contract with New Japan? He's locked in till 2024. Both guys are under contract. Ain't showing up in WWE. Oh yeah. Also, especially since I think uh, Will Osprey is beating Kenny Omega and is going to be the North America champion, so uh, under United States champion, and I, I, he ain't going to WWE with that U.S. title. So, sorry I read your question wrong, but uh, still wrong. As we move on forward, we ended up getting L.A. Knight versus Rey Mysterio. The match itself went about eight and a half minutes. And I'm just like, and I knew this was changed because I saw it right before WWE went live with SmackDown. And I went to their website just to double check if nothing else got announced. And there was this. And I was like, what? Huh? What happened? And I see the FIFA thing. Like, I just saw the tweet that said, change is made and this and that. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, of course, LA Knight, massive babyface. You want him to be a heel? He acts like a heel. But the fucking fans love this guy. Like, he is beloved to the fans in every city. It's not like, oh, they're, where were they tonight? Where, that's a good question. Where were they tonight? Uh, I don't even know. Lafayette, Louisiana. So it's not like, oh, Cajun country loves LA night. No. Everywhere they go, this guy gets a big pop. Monday, I forget where they were for Raw. He walks out. Ah! LA Knight. He's just over here. Yeah. Like, come on. Rocket strap this guy. Like, what did, what did Edge and Christian used to say on their podcast? Strap the rocket to this guy or whatever? No, there was something specific they said within that phrase of rocket strap him. Maybe it was rocket strap. I don't know. Billy and I got a huge reaction from the crowd as he came out. Bell rings. Knight had the early control over Ray. Mysterio eventually did cut Knight off with a drop kick. But Knight responded quickly with a knee to the head. Mysterio eventually fought back and landed a series of punches on Knight and hit the first part of a uh, 619, but LA Knight caught him. LA Knight caught him on the apron. Mysterio did hit a baseball slide on tonight, taking him to the outside as the show went to commercial break. Uh, as we come back from said commercial break, LA Knight had control with a neck breaker. Knight lifted Mysterio, but Mysterio rolled Knight into the turnbuckle. Um, Mysterio then hit a senton and a crossbody for a two. Mysterio ran at Knight, and Knight caught him with a slam. Knight then landed a jumping elbow for a two. Mysterio jumped at Knight, and eventually it turned into a DDT for a two. Mysterio hit an enziguri, but Knight caught Ray and ultimately hit the blunt force trauma to pick up the victory. So yes, L.A. Knight defeats WWE Hall of Famer Ray Mysterio tonight, going in to Money in the Bank. Now, I don't know if you're going to look too much into this or whatnot and be like, oh, so uh, does that mean he's not winning because he picked up a big win here? Because, you know, WWE likes to do that, give people momentum to make you think they can win a big match at a pay-per-view, and then they don't. After the match, though, Knight tried to take off the mask of Mysterio, and, well, Santos Escobar came out to make the save. Again, no Butch. We're supposed to get Butchy. We saw Ridgey. We got Sheamus in the main event, but no Butch. Where the hell was Butch? 
The show then immediately cuts backstage, where Solo Sokoa gave Simone Spike to Ridge Holland in the back, because Ridge Holland... So, Solo and Heyman are walking towards camera, up a, a, an, a hallway. And Ridge has got, you know, something in his hand, and he walks up, and he's like, Oh, why you I need to watch where you're walking? And Solo looks at him like, Excuse me, you're talking to me like that? Oh, fuck you up. Small spike. He takes out uh, Holland. He keeps walking away, and we get all Roman Reigns as the show goes to break. After the break, Sheamus comes out on the stage and cuts a very passionate promo. He calls out Solo and said that he'd give Solo the fight of his life. And uh, said that if Solo really wants to fight somebody, he can meet me right down there in the center of that ring later on tonight. He goes to the back. Ronda's music hits. And her and Shayna come out for the uh, unification tag title match against uh, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. I almost said Alba Dawn for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. So <clears throat> they also showed Raquel Rodriguez sitting at ringside. Brand split don't matter because she was drafted to Raw. But, I mean, it makes sense why she was there tonight. So, Baszler and Fire began the match, and Baszler got the best of her. Don tagged in soon into the match and got a quick two count, which then led to Baszler tagging into Rousey. Rousey did her takeover series on Don, but Don cut her off with the boot. Fire tagged in and took Rousey down. Fire suplexed Rousey, and Don hit a Meteora for a two count. Fire kicked the back of Rousey's leg and put Rousey in a uh, on her shoulders. Rousey came right back, though, with the Poison Rana, which never seen Ronda do something like that. So, hey, Ronda's evolving her game. And this went to commercial break after the Poison Rana. Back from the break, Rousey was working over the ankle of Fire until Fire got out of it via Ninzaguri. Baszler would tag in and hit a knee strike and then got a two count on Fire. Fire uh, kicked away Baszler and got the hot tag to Don. Don took... Uh, Took down Baszler with a kick. Don then landed a back suplex and came off the top with a Meteora for a two count. Baszler sank in her finisher, but Fire came off the top to break it all up. No, no, no tap out with the Garibudu clutch. Fire then took out Rousey on the outside and Fire tagged in. Baszler kicked Don and, ba uh, and Baszler and Rousey sank in their finishes on both Fire and Don to get the double tap and the very, 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 Decisive victory, like huge. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler are now the undisputed women's tag team champions. Don't know if they're going to be carrying around both belts or not going forward. I wouldn't. I'd just carry the one each. So then after the match, Raquel got on the mic and said, or first off, Ronda grabbed a mic and was said something about Raquel just walking away. And then Raquel's like, Oh, no, 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 no. We want a rematch. The titles that we never lost. And Shane or Baszler, I think it was, was just like, we? Or maybe they said they? I don't know. She's like, we? What are you talking about this? We. And out would come the returning Liv Morgan. Yes, Liv Morgan, who was dealing with a shoulder injury since back in May, has made her big return. Didn't do anything physical tonight, but she's back on TV. She's with Raquel, and they want Ronda and Shayna. They want to go after those tag titles that they were forced to vacate because of Liv's shoulder injury. So cool. 
to see Liv Morgan is back. Didn't get any word on her status as far as, yeah, she's back, but can she just jump in and hop in the ring now? Can she get physical now? Can she have a match next week? Can she have a match at Money in the Bank next weekend? Not sure. So we'll follow up on that as soon as we hear what's going on with Liv and when they can do this tag title match. So then we got the Grayson Waller effect. And this was not great because they went way longer than it needed. Like, it dragged. Like, they used this to stretch time, it felt like. Like, this just, I don't know. It kept going and going. The crowd at one point was telling Pretty Deadly to just shut up. So Waller comes out there and he introduces Pretty Deadly, Pretty Deadly as his guest. Waller added a disco ball to the set, which is kind of cool, I guess. Uh, the team said that the Grayson Waller effect is so much better than KO show. You know, they're feuding with Kevin and Sammy over them tag titles so they're number one contenders. Waller said it was nice to have people on the show who actually have style and banter. Waller brought up the fact that next week, Pretty Deadly will be taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Elton Prince started talking about how he doesn't believe Owens and Zayn as far as them having enough respect. The crowd just keeps chanting, shut up. Shut up. Like, they didn't even get the what treatment. They kept getting told to shut up. Like, that's a new one. The Prince talked about how Owens and Zayn have giant egos. Prince said they're pretty deadly. Well, they're on the same page. And for the last and next 10 years, while Zayn and Owens, their egos are going to get in the way, they're going to be together and stronger than ever. Waller brought up how Pretty Deadly won five or beat five of the best teams last week, and they kept going. Brawling Brutes beat them. Shut up. The LWO, big guys, beat them. Or no, no, no. The LWO beat them. The OC, big brutin' guys, beat them. And then this and that. And then they brought up the Street Profits, and boop, out comes Ford and Dawkins. Uh, Montez Ford yelled, hey, we got a tag match coming up, and we want the smoke. We got Pretty Deadly versus the Street Profits once they cleared out the ring after the break. This match itself went eight, almost nine minutes. And, oh, man, what are they doing with the Street Profits? The Street Profits are just another... Street Profits went from, like, one of the best teams in the world and one of the best teams in, in the WWE and just doing great things every week to, oh, someone needs to get beat in the tag division? The Street Profits. The Street Profits can get beat, like... Why couldn't this have been Hit Row? Why couldn't this have been Legato Delfo, the LWO? Why couldn't this have been, you know, any other freaking team? But the Street Profits just keep getting beat and just looking like goobers. Montez Ford and Kit Wilson began the match. And Ford took control with a headlock before tagging in Dawkins. And Pretty Deadly quickly got the upper hand, though. Prince tagged in and worked over Dawkins with some strikes. Prince came off the second rope, and Dawkins caught him with a punch. Ford tagged in and chopped the hell out of Prince. Ford took Prince's shirt off and put it on himself before the Prophets took out Pretty Deadly, who were on the outside, and they hit tandem splashes. After a commercial break, Wilson was in control, working over Ford inside the ring. The two came off the top with Ford getting the best of it. Ford got a hot tag and two Dawkins, and Dawkins cleaned house. Dawkins landed a double underhook slam and got a two off of it. Ford tagged back in 
And Dawkins shoulder blocked Prince into Ford, who pinned Prince, or tried to pin Prince for a two. Ford slammed Prince and tagged Dawkins back in. Prophet set up for something, but Kit Wilson broke it all up. And then Prince just rolled up Dawkins. Bump, up, up. One, two, three. Picked up the win with a little help from the ropes, of course. Heels got a cheat. So, yeah. There we go. Three Prophets to get beat. And I get what you're going to say. Well, they looked they looked strong. It was a flash pin. They just rolled them in the end. They still looked good. Yeah, but they're still getting beat every god dang freaking week. Come on. I like the Street Profits. And you do something with the Street Profits. Not just use them as, oh, they're an established tag team that if a team beats them, it's actually a big deal. That's what you're supposed to think. That's what you're supposed to freaking think. Well, then we had a two-and-a-half-minute match with Charlotte Flair against Lacey Evans. Yeah, this was basically a two-and-a-half-minute squash. Two lock up. Evans pulled Charlotte's hair. But Charlotte responded with a shoulder block before stepping over her while Evans just laid there. Charlotte hit Evans with some chops. Evans fought back by whipping Charlotte to the ground via her hair. Um, Evans then went to the second rope to demand the crowd salute her. Uh, salute her. And, you know, Charlotte then mocked her and suplexed her. Charlotte then hit a big boot, sank in the figure eight. And there we go. Charlotte picks up the win. And then, so, match ends. Charlotte's still got the figure eight on, and she's just sitting there, holding it, holding it, holding it. And, of course, because she's waiting for Asuka's cue, Asuka runs in, kicks Charlotte right in the tit, and Charlotte falls down. Asuka then jumps on her and just starts wailing, just throwing random wild punches. Asuka's shoes go off. Like, she just, her shoes come off. She grabs one of the shoes, and she's, bah! Throws it at Charlotte while Charlotte's laying there. Oscar's just going crazy. Oscar's going wild. This is kind of weird because Oscar was just losing it for a second. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I get Oscar's supposed to be that crazy, wild, whatever she's supposed to be. But this was a little different. This is more like she wasn't given direction or didn't know exactly what to do. So she just kept going crazy maybe till she was given the cue of, all right, we're done, cut. Like a ref maybe gave her a cue of, keep going, keep going, keep going. All right, take it home. So I don't know. I don't know. So then, Bianca Belair is shown in the back with Adam Pierce. Belair said that she wants to be ringside next week to make sure nobody cuts the line. That she gets the next shot after Charlotte Flair next week. Pierce said that there is too much at stake. And as a result, Belair will be barred from ringside. Bianca then questioned Pierce and walked away. This bitch, Bianca's turning heel. And she's going to show up anyways at ringside. I, I I could be wrong, but I think she's turning heel. And she's going to say, screw your bard from ringside and show up. She's going to be like, I tried to play nice for way too long. I tried to abide by the rules. I tried to go at it the right way. And Charlotte gets to just do whatever she wants. Also, let's talk about Charlotte for a second. Charlotte's over here telling Bianca, well, yeah, you're saying you need your rematch because you lost. I never got my rematch. So I want a shot. Okay. But Charlotte, you're going for the wrong belt. I get it. You were drafted to SmackDown, and Asuka's the champion on SmackDown, and they have that new woman's title there. But you're supposed to be going for the world title because Rhea's the one that beat you for that belt. Well, this is all ass backwards anyways. (laughs) 
Uh, we'll learn that next week, well, actually, we didn't learn, we already know. Next week, Charlotte Flair will be challenging Oscar for the women's tag, uh, the WWE Women's Championship. Roman Reigns will return to SmackDown. Logan Paul will be the guest on the Grayson Waller effect, and the tag team championships will be on the line when Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens take on Pridley Deadly. All of this taking place in London. So, this will actually be technically a pre taped show. The show will probably get taped at like noon Pacific, maybe one. I don't know the exact time difference. So we'll know all the spoilers before SmackDown goes on the air, and then it'll air. Because they ain't going to do it live from London. Hence why Money in the Bank ain't live local time U.S. in London. So we had our main event that went about 15 minutes, maybe a little shy of 15 minutes. But I liked this. I actually liked this. It's great that Solo gets to work with all these top guys for... The short amount of time he's been here, whether that's in NXT and on the main roster, and Michael Cole let us know, Solo hasn't even been on this main roster for a year yet. He's had so many big high-profile matches, worked some of the biggest names in this company, Cody Rhodes, Sheamus. I think maybe he had a match with Drew, but I can't remember 100%. He's fought Riddle. He's, just, he's had so many big matches, and they're just, they love this guy. They're pushing him big. They're getting him ready for something and I love it. Honestly, Solo needs to beat Austin Theory for the U.S. title. His North American title run in NXT was short, and he never got to actually do anything with it. I think he should be the one to beat Austin Theory. Then him and Roman can stand there with belts and be like, hey, look, Solo got a belt because I helped him get that belt. What happened? Usos lost their belts. Sheamus had the early control until Sokoa fought back with passion. Like he beat the heck out of Sheamus. Sheamus tried an early bro kick before Sokoa rolled to the outside. Sheamus followed him and stomped on Sokoa's hand and then rolled Sokoa back into the ring. Sokoa uh, bounced right back and worked on Sheamus' back. Sheamus ultimately did turn things around and came off the top of the clothesline and got a one-off of it. Sokoa fought back with some chops, and Sheamus cut off Sokoa with a clothesline and then went for the 10 beats of the Baudrin. Well, Solo kind of blocked it, though. On the apron, Sheamus lifted Sokoa, but Sokoa fought out of it and rammed Sheamus into the ring post. Sokoa then hit a Samoan drop on the outside as the show went to a commercial break. Back from the commercial break, Sokoa had control and pumped himself up as he ran into a clothesline from Sheamus, though. Sheamus slammed Sokoa to keep control. Sokoa rolled to the apron, and Sheamus grabbed him for more. Or another attempt at the 10 beats of the Belgian. Sheamus fired up and went for a bro kick, but Solo cut him off, only for Solo to run into a knee, which looked very stiff, looked like Sheamus actually need him in the frickin' face, and the crowd chants that this is awesome as Solo kicks out at two. <coughs> Sheamus then tried to lift Solo, but he couldn't for a minute until he did and hit the white noise. Kind of weird here, like he struggled. Sheamus never struggles like this. Um, he only got a two off of that white noise, though. Sheamus then set up for the Celtic Cross, and Solo fought out of it and hit a Samoan spike, which took Sheamus to the outside. Sokoa then slammed Sheamus on top of the broadcast table on the outside, but the match kept going. Sokoa then pushed Sheamus to the barricade on the outside. Finally, Jessica Carr, the referee, was like, nope, 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 that's it, Bye. screw it, we're done. Yep, he can't keep going, he's done, called the match, Brown. So then officials and uh, EMTs and whatnot all come down to check on Sheamus. 
And what happens? Solo beats them down. Solo whips their butts. Solo spikes them all. The Usos music then hits as they come down to the ring. Big brothers coming to get little brother. They hit Solo with super kicks. The Usos then stare down old OG Paul Heyman. And they hit Solo with another set of double super kicks. The Usos then hit Sokoa with the Usos splash. One from each corner. And that's how the show went off the air. Big Brother's got to teach Little Brother a lesson. Hey. We're coming for you and Money in the Bank. Now, I, I like that Solo is still with Roman. Roman can't just be by himself. Roman's got to have somebody. And Solo is great with Roman. Solo is also great as the representative of the bloodline with Heyman there. It gives him so much credibility when he's coming down to the ring for his match and he's got freaking uh, Heyman by his side. It just tells us that this is a big name guy. This guy is important. This guy means something. He's not just the Usos' little brother. He's not just Rikishi's kid. He's not just another guy we called up last year from NXT. No. This guy is in one of the best storylines WWE's done in a long time. This guy is part of the bloodline. This guy is loyal to Roman Reigns despite his real brothers not being loyal anymore. And he's got the wise man, Paul Heyman. So, about the main event segment and all that, and the Usos, well, my stuff, good as always. Yeah, Sheamus in there this week. Great person for Solo to work with. And just, like I said, keep giving Solo big names, and Solo's going to keep getting better, and Solo's freaking great. But with that, I thought SmackDown was all right as a whole, but we did have some good things. But with that, that's what I thought of the show. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's Friday Night Smackdown. Forgot to do the Twitch poll. Really do uh, apologize for that one. But let's refresh the other polls and see what we got. What? The YouTube live poll didn't go either. All right. All right. So we only have the Twitch community, the YouTube community poll. And, oh, I see why it didn't go live. Okay, that makes sense then. I think I clicked it, but then I also clicked refresh as soon as the stream started, and it didn't give the poll enough time to post before it refreshed itself. Okay, I messed that one up. I just forgot to do the Twitch one. As far as the Twitter poll does go, the Twitter poll. Wow, wow. I haven't seen this before. 33% liked SmackDown. 33% thought it was just all right. 33% didn't like SmackDown. Jeez, I haven't had one of my polls do that before. And I guess, you know, we put these polls at 24 hours. It's still 22 hours left. It's going to fluctuate up and down and stuff. But when we when we read them, I've never seen 33s all the way. Let's see what the YouTube poll is. Way different. Way different. 68% liked the show. 23% thought it was just all right. And 9% didn't like SmackDown. Reading some of the comments here. This one says 8 out of 10. Glad to see Liv back. Or it says, decent show. Solo and poor Unholy Union. Unholy Union should have... Okay, I didn't... What? Uh, this person says it was just okay. This person says I liked it. This person says SmackDown got Vince. Um, this person says woman tag stuff was dumb. And then... This person said out of the bloodline stuff, terrible, very mid. But yeah. Now... We keep on keeping on. Tomorrow night, we're reviewing Collision. Sunday night, we're reviewing 
AEW Cross NJPW Forbidden Door. Monday morning, wrestling wrap-up. Monday evening, back Monday Night Raw. So we got you with live podcast content over the next three days with, again, Collision, Forbidden Door, Wrestling Wrap-Up, and Raw on Monday. So with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Thank you for watching twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. With that, guys, have a great rest of your night. Have a great weekend. If I don't see you back here in my live chat over the weekend, we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.